Yevamot's introduction to the fifth parak. In, so, so let's just um, have a few, um, in, a, a little introduction to the fifth parak. So, when a Yavam performs Yibum, so he cohabits with one of his brother's widows, she becomes his wife, and all her co wives are released and free to marry others. The Yibum erases the bond between the widows and all the brothers. Similarly, when a Yavam performs Chalitza with one of the brother's widows, the Yibum bond between all the brothers and all the widows is removed, as we learnt in the 11th Mishnah of the 4th Perak. In both of these cases, only the brother who actually performed the Yibum or Chalitza is forbidden to marry the relatives of the widow with whom perform, he performed Yibum or Chalitza. The other brothers are permitted to relatives, and even the one who performed Yibum or Chalitza is allowed to marry the relatives of the other widows, as we learnt in the 4th Perak, the 7th Mishnah. Now, under biblical law, there is only one way to remove a Yibum bond without marrying the widow, that is Chalitza. If a Yavam gave, gives a Yavama a standard bill of divorce, it is meaningless on the biblical level and she still needs Chalitza to be free to marry others. However, the rabbis decree that a get removed the Yibum bond and that get should be treated like Chalitza in regard to any prohibitions that result from Chalitza. Therefore, if a Yavam gives a get to one widow, all the other widows are forbidden to him for Yibum as if he had performed Chalitza with her and he is forbidden to marry the close relatives of the woman to whom he gave the get. Okay, so now the reason the rabbis decreed a get should be treated like a partial chalitza is that people think of chalitza as being like a divorce. Therefore, if you allowed Yibum after Yavam gave a get, people might think that Yibum is also permitted after chalitza when it's actually biblically forbidden. To prevent this, the rabbis decreed that the get be partially effective enough to prohibit Yibum afterwards. Now, similarly, biblical law provides only one way to marry Yavama cohabitation. Once this is done, the Yibum bond between all the brothers and all the widows is erased and replaced with the marriage bond between the Yavam and the Yavama. The Yavam himself is biblically forbidden to marry the relatives of the woman with whom he performed Yibum, since she's now his for a wife, but even he is allowed to marry the relatives of the other widows. The rabbis, however, instituted that the Yavam should perform an act of Kiddushin, betrothal before cohabiting with her. This act of Kiddushin is an act this act of Kiddushin of Yevamah is known as Ma'amar. After Ma'amar, there is a rabbinic marriage between the Yavam and the Yevamah, and the rabbis decreed that it should be treated like Yibum in regard to any prohibitions that results from Yibum. Therefore, if Yavam performs Ma'amar with one of the widows, he is forbidden to perform Yibum with any of the other widows as if he had performed Yibum with the first one. And he becomes biblically forbidden to her relatives. A get is also needed to end the Ma'amar marriage. On a biblical level, however, the Yibum bond remains in place, so even... After she receives the get, she will still need Khalisa to be free to marry others. Thus, there are four actions that can be taken by Yavam that affect the status of the widow. Giving a get, performing Khalisa, making Ma'ama, and cohabiting, which is doing Yibum. Two of them are biblical, which is cohabiting and Khalisa, and two are the Rabbanan, Rabbinic, gets and Ma'amar.